When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. It's a double game week. My name is Joe. My name is Seb. My name is Karam. Welcome everyone. Seb, what is coming up on the show? Well, that double game week we've been speaking about for a while finally actually appeared. So we'll talk about teams and players for that. But of course, there's a spanner in the works. Of course, there is this season. Manchester United and Liverpool have their match postponed. And there's a couple of permutations of how that could fall. I think, Joe, you're going to take us through that shortly. But we could end up with a good Liverpool double game week. Mm -hmm or a Man United non-blank. Either of those could be okay for planning. But with that aside as well, we also have some of your questions, specifically what to do with someone like Jesse Lingard. And we'll also look at the usual things such as fixtures, a differential, captains, transfers, and our scores from this week. Indeed. So, well, let's move on to that. So, um, yeah, it was quite a week. There was um, a postponement, uh, I understand, Manchester United, Liverpool. Um, we've all been impacted. Um, everyone's impacted different ways. But, um, Karen. You had a great game week, 57 points. Um, I'll leave you to read out your uh, your team for the benefit of our podcast listeners and feel free to linger over a couple of midfielders there I've spotted. Yeah, so I've got Martinez in goal, mm-hmm. um, Dallas in defence, Dinia who came in for Azbilicueta, yeah. Mitchell who came in for Trent Alexander-Arnold um, as a result of the postponing the match. Uh, I've got Lingard, um, of course, Jota. I had, I had to deal with 10 men this game week, but nonetheless, I ended up with a great score. Um, I think uh, Son was uh, was a great pick, uh, mm. of course, for the Sheffield United game, came with 12 points. Um, and my smoothest transfer of the season, and maybe for a long time, as, as, as long as I can remember, it's probably one of the best transfers I made, uh, Bruno out for Gareth Bale. Wow, and that's 21 go. points right there. 21 to zero. Could, oh, couldn't be any happier. That's so um, good. Well, you could have been if and, you captained him, but you know, getting, uh, getting him would yeah. is amazing. But you captained cap, you yeah. Kane. So you ended up with it was 12 mm. plus 33, 37. So you ended up with 37 points just from three players. Um, yeah. So, I, I was, yeah. <laughs> Most of that score, I was like, oh, I wish I captained Bill. It's always that hindsight. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in my in my tier, he was on by two point five percent. So anything would have been would have been nice, but uh, twenty one that was unbelievable. What's the rank rise there? Cause... so I I rose hundred k. Uh, wow. I was I was looming around the four hundred fifty k for quite some time, and now um, I'm sitting on three hundred and fifty k, which is still an average season. Oh, um, you're, you're gonna catch me! You're totally gonna catch me! You're gonna you're gonna overtake me! <laughs> I was like still out of the question of 100k was like far away from me and i still think i'm really far away from that but at least like getting to a, slowly to a, a respectable rank uh in in a really difficult season so yeah i hope the next few game weeks i can hit a couple of bells mm. by the end of the season so i can end up somewhere 
Is what it, I like. It, I it's, a, yep. it's a game week that everyone dreams of. They wish you could have it every week. Mm. But to be honest, I'll just take one a season <laughs> at the moment. But it's where you I, get... I live for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I live so for that moment. It's not only getting 20 points more than yeah. the average, but it's just get it, it's getting 20 points with a player that hardly anyone's got. So last week I had that with Chris Wood. Other people mm. have had it with other players down the line. Some people this week would have had it with Antonio, but Bale was the one, really. I mean, it's a huge score, over 20 points plus low ownership and everyone captain Kane instead. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I can't, um, you know, complain myself or anyone who says, oh, I wish I'd got Gareth Bale in now. You know, they weren't going to do it because Harry Kane was the obvious captain. You captained him. But mm. getting him in, well done. Well played. That's, yeah. that's a great I, I must, I must admit that where I was before that game week was was a huge factor to to that decision. Um, I was doubting, like, okay, if I was in top 100k already or 50k, and mm. I, I want to play for like okay something bigger, I would have probably gone for for Bale because uh, there is that question whether he will start, whether he will mm. get me enough points. But because I didn't have any pressure where I was, it's not like okay, take him, take your Bruno out. I'm done with him. Get Bale and see what happens. So right. it felt good um, yeah. well, at the end of the week. Yeah. I mean, some people get get these uh, towards the end of the season can be unpredictable. Um, they can get these every week. So here's here's some more of those as the season runs out. Um, here's my one in my beige upside chasing way. I've done well, but not as well. <laughs> Quite good. Um, I've got 44, a green arrow. Um, I'm now just on the cusp of the top 100k. Um, so with a 4 million, sub 4 million rank mm. way back whenever it was, um, I consider this an achievement, even getting this far. But yeah, so I've got uh, Mendy came in for me. Veltman, um, very pleased with the Brighton defence, as lots of people are, I imagine, who've got there. Uh, Alonso, one point, surprise one point, because he came off the bench. Uh, Ward, Joel Ward, I got him in as my Harry Kane enabler. I'm very pleased about Joel Ward, because he looked like he looked like quite dangerous, and he's got a double game week coming up. Um, so happy with Joel Ward and his one point. Um, Son, uh, 12 points, thank you. Uh, Salad in play. Lingard's two points. Fernandez didn't play. So I only, I only had nine players. Um, Harry Kane, I captained. I brought him in for Vardy. So I'm not too bothered about that because Jamie Vardy blanked as well. Uh, Chris Wood, the mighty Chris Wood, um, six points. And Ian Acho, five points, who would have been my captain. So getting Kane in has cost me three points. So I'm not too bothered about that. And of course, it means I've got Joel Ward. And on my bench, no one, no one played. <laughs> uh, Forster, um, Jota and Shaw and Phillips, none of them played. But two exciting things happened for my boring bench. Um, Nat Phillips was back in the lineup, although none of them actually made it out of their hotel to go to the match because it was postponed. But nevertheless, Nat Phillips, haha, the genie's out of the bottle. Nat Phillips is fit, so this is good. Um, meanwhile... Hassan Hootel has come out and said that he is back to rotating his goalkeepers. McCarthy's had his go and he's, I couldn't believe it. I don't know whether Hassan Hootel is an FPL manager because he said for the next two matches, he might as well have said in the double game week, um, Forster's going to play and then I'll go back to McCarthy again, which is fun. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to have to make a goalkeeper transfer to, to make some semblance of a bench boost for this double game week. But he's just saved me that move so um thank you we do appreciate uh some coaches like tuchel and uh Hazard, not, yeah. who, um, who just says for fpl managers who's got a starting goal that's brilliant but all of a sudden 
that bench became potentially very powerful for you. Uh, yeah. yeah. The bench next boost week. potentially is going to have Nat Phillips, the mighty Joel Ward, um, Chris Wood, and Fraser Forster. So there's there's doubles. Chris, well, I mean, you can take your pick. Pick either Lingard, Chris Wood, or Son. I don't know. I mean, someone, some single game week is going to go on the bench somewhere. Um, but I'm not going to do one of those bench thingamajigs jigs, where uh, mm. like I put, oh, I'm going to bench Salo and Fernandez and Kane. Look at my bench boost. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, let's move on. Um, Seb. 38 points, so, so not bad considering you hardly had anyone playing. So who, who did you have and who who didn't show up? And Oh, you made a transfer as well. So who, who came in and who came out? Indeed. So I'll, I'll run you through the team. We've got Hugo Lloris in goal for six points. Luke Ayling with zero points. Dean with seven. And Shaw did not play and did not get subbed out, which we'll get to. Mm. Uh, KDB, zero. Son, 12. Rafina, zero. Gundogan, zero. And then Watkins, eight. He's uh, he's been steadily putting in the numbers, which is mm. all right. I'm pleased I've got him. He's quite talented. Banford with a, hey, let's <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Uh, Banford with with his cursory one, and Harry Kane captain with the four that I I suspect most people got. Mm. I'm very disappointed you didn't captain uh, Bale, Karen. That was the uh, that was the real upside move. I That's what a, I want to see. I need a little bit a little bit more of of uh, some courage. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fair. Uh, and then I have Forster on the bench, who was my transfer, purely done before we knew he might play the yeah. double, purely done for funds for my free hit. So planning ahead for the free hit, I took Martinez out, brought in Forster, cheap playing-ish goalkeeper, gave me over a million to play with on the free hit. And then Pereira, Alexander-Arnold and Jota all on the bench as well, either not playing, mm. actually all not playing, scoring zero points, but all not playing. Mm. So I think actually, even if the Man United-Liverpool match had gone ahead, I would have had some zeros in there, which has become cursory yeah. now for my uh, for my team that's needed surgery for a little while. Well, I, when I saw that it had been postponed, I, I looked at my team and I actually didn't didn't think it was that much of an issue because they're so well owned. Those players, the, the likes of Fernandez and Salah, they just didn't make, wouldn't make any deal. I looked at live bit FPL and it had one of those. Um, emojis where someone shrugs which means uh, no matter what they do <laughs> and uh, that was virtually all my players in that game were like mm, whatever and um, so if anything I might have lost out because I haven't got Alexander-Arnold um, so he's like a bit of a miss um, yeah quite possibly Luke Shaw and Alexander-Arnold would have been nice yeah. uh, I note that Jota wasn't in the lineup, no. was he I don't think um, so maybe obviously he maybe would have come on get a couple of points but an interesting one to note for yeah. if they do have this double or whatever is he due a rest has he had his yeah. rest will, interesting and, one and what's interesting is will the next match whoever Manchester United and Liverpool face next will it be that same lineup with say Jota bench with Cavani bench or, will, or was that completely yeah. you would think tailored for the Manchester United Liverpool game and that that's the lineup that we'll see in Manchester United Liverpool in which case Jota could still be benched for the Liverpool-Manchester United game. Um, but we don't know, really, because time marches on. Yeah, I guess they've all had their rest in terms of days, yeah. but there's still the same number of matches. So yeah. if Jota was going to get a rest, you'd think he's still due for one at some point. And we've seen it, Mane, Salah, they've, yeah. had, they've had some rest the last few weeks. So we've seen that rotation. Yeah, definitely. Um, what we do is, um, with rough with a smooth, look, there was a lot of roughs. I've seen a lot around, and I'm not going to dwell on it, because if everyone's had a rough, they've... Not, not keen on it. I've seen a few sub-20 point scores knocking around. And that's just no fault. It's just the way it is. You know, players players can't get on the pitch. Uh, can't like leave the hotel then. Yeah. What was that snow day we had? Was it three, four, even more years ago now? Well, there was a weekend where just 
there was like two matches because everything was snowed in, wasn't oh, it? You prime me there because I magically had Aguero and Tim Cahill. It was, I think it was Everton. Oh, Tim Cahill, it was a while ago. <laughs> I think it was the Everton City game. No, it was Tevez. Yeah. It was, oh. it was, I think, I think it was the City Everton game. But anyway, it was, it was a game in which I captained Tevez, who did really well and got like 30 or 40 points. And then I think Tim Cahill got something. And no one else played. So basically, if you had Tevez and Cahill, it was like huge green arrow. And if you didn't, then you either grey arrow or, or nothing. So that, um, that must have been quite a nice platform as well, because because the rest of those games were happening again at another point. Yeah, it almost feels like getting some free points and then being able to set up for that future oh, I th- week. I think one of my favourites. I mean, talking reminiscing a thon here, going, <laughs> but one of my favourites was when Arsenal and Bolton was postponed. And then Arsenal and Bolton, I think, played each other twice in the double game week, or rather, maybe the week before and then again. So, uh, so I was well stocked up on Bolton and Arsenal players, and this was when Gary Cahill was with Bolton and was a goal scoring machine at the back, and that's when Arsenal were amazing as well. And and I think Matty Taylor played as well. I mean, it was an FPL point bonanza all through those postponements. So, you know, never know. It can be a bit of a blessing in disguise for FPL managers. Um, talking of blessings in disguise, with the rough, with the smooth. So I said, we're not going to look at any rough. So we're going to look at one smooth here. So this is a guy that I think has possibly given up. And I'm hoping that he comes back because he's at, he's got two top 10K finishes under his belt in his career. Uh, he's called Sean Lee. He's languishing in the top 2 million at the moment. So I think he's around the 2 million mark. Um, but what a week he has. Let's put his team up here. Okay, feast your eyes on this. So getting a good game week when everyone else around you's had a bad game week is amazing feeling. So this guy's got 89 points this week and he's going to remember this for years to come. He's a game week rank of 5K. I mean, that happens once every two or three seasons, I would say. You get like you know a huge rank like that. Um, and it just couldn't have gone any better for him. Uh, McCarthy, five points. Alioski, one point. Cresswell, two points. Target, two points. Stroke, Stroke, one point. And then Gareth Bale. We're talking about captaining Gareth Bale. We captained him for 42 points. Um, Suchek. And he had a Bamiang. A Bamiang. Wow. Back, back from malaria <laughs> for 12 points. Bamford, Watkins. And then Antonio. Not a hint that he was going to start. 13 points. Um, he had a full set of 11 players. 89 points in a, in a week wow. where the average was 39. He, he literally went up 50 points over wherever he was. Um, he hasn't made a transfer since game week 29. So technically a dead team. But he has the pedigree in him. And so I hope if he's watching uh, or listening, um, you know, this might spur him on to just make some moves and just see what happens. If, if anything, you've had the, he's had the game week that you can only dream of. Um, in a season uh, you know 5k game week is absolutely huge um, wow. and it's uh, game changing wherever you are um, so yeah well done Sean um, okay double game week strategy okay so there's been some changes um, what pitch am I going to put up here double game week strategy here we go this is what we know so far um, so at the moment Liverpool and Manchester United we don't know yet quite yet what's going to happen so I'll go through what we do know. So what I've got here is I've got the fixtures on the screen. Um, and then um, I've also got um, sorted by fixture difficulty. And sorted by fixture difficulty, you see Crystal Palace atop in game week 35. Sheffield United and Southampton. Southampton 
have Liverpool and Crystal Palace. Um, but then, and Arsenal have West Brom and Chelsea, Leicester, Newcastle, Manchester United, um, and so on. And uh, that's that's have a look. Have a look on Fantasy Football Scout to read more of that. Um, with single game weekers, you've got Newcastle, West Ham, West Brom, um, and indeed City have not got the best fixtures at all. But what is going to be interesting, cause, because um, as a people will note, Manchester United Liverpool did not happen. There was a fans protest. That, that match is likely to mean, this is likely and a possibility I'll even add in, that Liverpool's West Brom fixture, which is in game week 36, will move to game week 35 allowing Liverpool to then play Manchester United in game week 36. That scenario, if that happens, will give Liverpool an awesome double game week and propel the likes of Salah and Alexander-Arnold to captaincy status. Because that means they will have Southampton and West Brom, two of the most obliging defences there are. Good news for Manchester United as well. We know they have a double, but everyone's thinking, well, I'm not sure. Might sell Fernandes. I might not load up on them because they blank in game week 36. No more. They play in game week 36. And we've had a hint of their lineup as well. So the, feel free. The likes of Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Greenwood even. Give them a go. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> there is another possibility. And this is, so get this, bear with me. The other possibility is that West Brom Liverpool game remains where it is in game week 36 and Liverpool then double in 36 with West Brom and Manchester United either way either scenario Liverpool are getting a double game week will it be in 35 will it be in 36 we don't know yet so it'd be either one of those two and Manchester United will have a double in 35 and they definitely will play in 36 so at the end of all of that, load up on Liverpool and Manchester United because they've got lots of fixtures coming up and um, the double game weeks look potentially quite lucrative. So we've had some um, questions from the community about this, um, particularly around chips as well. So some people have got some chips left, but he, nevertheless, it's quite a good um, exercise really for those that don't have any chips left to see how they're going to be faring. My immediate thought is if you don't have any chips left, this is good news for you. Because you don't have to suddenly navigate the fact that you've got Manchester United players in your double game week blank. They don't. You can keep them and play them. Liverpool, if you've got Liverpool assets, you don't have to think, well, do I get rid of them because they've got a single game week? Well, they don't. They've got a double game week, 35 or 36. Um, so, yeah, um, looking, at, looking at the community questions, Luke asked, he just wanted to know your thoughts on a free hit chip strategy for the season running. So potentially some people are going to play it in game week 36, but now game week 35 could be more lucrative. Um, and Shirtless asked, fellow bench boosters, what are your plans? I have McCarthy, Mora, Lucas Mora and Stroik, who I'm not keen on. All rotation risks. Um, shall I take hits for double game week options? So forget the players. I mean, this might be, other people might be, in the same situation of X player, Y player, not nailed on, should is it worth taking a hit for the double game week? Um, so I'll, I'll go first because I'm I'm quicker than you two because you two have got your free hit left. Um, so I'm a bench booster. Um, so uh, I have a bench boost left. Left and those that listen and watch regularly know I'm not keen on the bench boost. I definitely wasn't keen uh, with Fraser Forster, um, but now I am. Um, so what this what this change has done. Um, it's meant that I have a pretty much a bench now. Um, Phillips, Nat Phillips has got a double game week, so I might as well keep him. Um, I got Joel Ward in, 
for it. So look at those kind of players. If you've got a bench boost, look at those cheap enablers. Palace, um, Guita in goal. If you're without a goalkeeper, Guita's quite a good pick. Um, Everton defence, Seamus Coleman, Pickford even. Um, you know, there's some bargains to be had in defence who are handy for a bench boost. I wouldn't say, ooh, play them every week in, a, in an 11. But for a bench boost, they could be quite handy. Um, so for me, this potential postponement has helped me a bit. Um, so I'll probably be benching, bench boosting with Forster, Phillips, Joel Ward and Chris Wood. So I'm quite pleased with that. Um, uh, I'll probably only get like four points <laughs> out of all of them. But nevertheless, there is the potential for a 16 point bench boost, which is which is the minimum really you want. Um, so yeah moving over to you two so we'll go with you Karen first you've got a free hit to play so strategy wise before we talk you know depth about the players strategy wise are you going to free hit 35 were you going to free hit before 35 has it changed your thoughts well yeah I still have the free hit it's the only chip I have uh, this season and I activated it as soon as uh, the game week page refreshed so i was very much determined that i will do it regardless of whatever happened during the last weekend um and the clear reason for that is that basically i found out my team is well set up for or reasonably well set up for the game week 36 the blank i don't have many players who are blanking in 36 so i can field 10 to even 11 players with a with a free transfer i will get back um and I thought I don't have a lot of doublers in 35. And the ones actually, some of the ones I have who have a double, I don't want them. Um, so basically, I decided to activate it now and I get my team back in 36 and I can use the last three free transfers to navigate um, yeah, the, the rest of the fixtures this season. Um, the news of the postponements that you, well, well done, explained, explained it as 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 much as we have an info now, um, will be a factor to uh, to the decision I will make because if Liverpool gets a double in 35, then it makes sense to load up on Liverpool. But if they don't, then I have to look for some assets elsewhere. I might have some coverage still because I think the Liverpool-Southampton game is still decent enough to have at least one of the midfielders uh, in my free head team. But if they get a double of potentially with Brom and Southampton, that's a triple up in there. Um, and in my free head, I will try and get some exciting players that I don't want them afterwards. Um, they perfectly lie in a free head punts and then and, and then see what happens. Um, and I, sh- I, should, I hope I'll be fine by the end of that game so, with 36 and beyond. So in essence, having the free hit now, just for those thinking, mm-hmm. well, I might free hit later, 35, yeah. should I do it? I think what it enables, because there's so many teams involved, even without Liverpool involved, you can, on Friday, because it's a Friday deadline, as we can see on the screen, Mm. Leicester kick off with Newcastle at 8 o'clock. So on Friday, after all the team news has come come in, you can cherry-pick the best double game week players. You can go in with 11 double game weekers and, and you can get the best ones. And by the best ones, I mean the ones that aren't injured. And the ones when looking at some of the tables we're going to be looking at um, will show that they have um, some strong points potential. So, yeah, it's it's, it's great. It's uh, it's I think if I had a free hit, this is the week to do it. I mean, I, mm. I can't think of a better one. 
because yeah yeah um so as a as a as a a free hitter i have i have a feeling about like the the assets in general because there is almost no team with the very best double game week you can get Mm. the 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 best team with the best features on paper is crystal palace but then if you want to target zaha who might have an injury yeah. or a Duaita or Ward who their defense are shipping a lot of mm. chances. So having Liverpool in there will benefit some of the non-free hitters who own already Trent and Salah. Mm-hmm. But to me, for example, it sorts the captaincy, for example. Yeah. I can go for uh, a triple up, a different triple up, maybe a Robertson or a Manny, mm. uh, just to look for some differential picks. So yeah. I think as a free hitter, I would prefer to have a Liverpool in a, in a, in yeah. a 35 double DM week, but uh, it's not in my hands, of course. So let's see how it goes between now and the next couple of days. And uh, yeah, sh- should be fun, free hit. And so for you, Seb, as well, you're free hitting in 35. Was that always the plan? Um, and if so, you know, has, has the has the postponement and the, the uh, uh, Manchester United and Liverpool, has that sort of changed your thinking? Has that made you definitely want to free hit now? I've hit the button, so definitely free hitting. Can't take that back. Originally, the plan was 33, I think it was, when City and Tottenham uh, weren't playing. And as we saw in that week, I missed a load of players, quite a low, low score. So certainly using it this week, because I adjusted that with this double coming. And I think Karam's covered a lot of the thinking really nicely there. My team is set up decently enough relative to where I've been for the weeks around it. I'd argue the postponements probably made it a little bit easier for people not free hitting. But at the same time, it's offered us free hitters you know, the same advantage as we had before. Mm. We get to leave it late. We get to, in theory, pick the ideal 11. Mm. And then maybe quite nicely with Man United not blanking the week after, someone like Luke Shaw, mm. someone like Fernandes, what a lot of people have got, we can go back to them from our free hit. You know, easily, we've got one more player. So quite nice, I think. And I was just, um, just before we move on to the players, um, just mention anyone who's still got a wild card. If you still got a wild card, just use it. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> not using it but if you still got a wild card this is a great week to wild card not just because of the reasons we mentioned about the free hit but um it means you know that liverpool are going to double so even it's even obviously it goes with the reason even better than a free hit but you don't have to worry about you know moving out moving around liverpool players just get them in because you know they're going to double at some point i would and argue eventually on the, oh, please after you come i don't know where is it just a small note that it, even though even though that we even now know um, that Liverpool and Man United will have to play in 36, so they will not blank. So, yeah, absolutely. When you wild card, yeah. consider these two teams for the free uh, for the for the double game week 35, but also you will have a fixture in 36, which is a big, a big plus now. Yeah. Um, uh, go ahead, Seb. Sorry for interrupting. Not at all. Cheers. I guess there's probably not many people left with more than one chip. Obviously, if you've got a triple captain or a bench boost, maybe this is the week rather than the wild card. Mm. If you've got a team that's somehow well set up for the double, fair enough. But like you said, you know you haven't got long left to use the wild card. And the nice thing about 36 as well is, and we've mentioned this a few times, there's a little fixture shift. For example, Leeds and West Ham coming in, mm. Leicester and Chelsea dropping out, as you can see on the, uh, yeah, you've got the fixtures up there. You can see when we bring up the ticker later, they're yeah, quite yeah. low down. Mm-hmm. So you either plan for that now, or you could use that in 36 to move out of the team you had and into those last three or four weeks strongly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can put, put them on the bench. I mean, for the likes of, say, uh, Kufau, um, Antonio even, um, not the greatest of fixture this week. It's pretty, pretty good. I mean, West Ham against Everton, it's not too bad. But nevertheless, you can bench them. And then, hey, Presto came with 36 onwards. There you got them. Same with Leeds players, same applies. Um, and also, just those who are holding 
Brighton players. Um, I've got Veltman myself. I know we've seen Lewis Dunk and Sanchez. Um, their quite good run actually comes to an end this weekend. So we're about to enter the end of Brighton's good run. That's why they've been so handy in recent weeks because they've had the fixtures to do it. So tougher fixtures on the horizon. Um, what I'm going to do now is hand over to Seb. But before I do that, I'm going to put something up on screen and so something we can draw on. And this will be the top 20 players by XGI, which is expected goal involvement, last four. Um, and uh, this is all players. So it's dominated by double double game week players, which is handy. Um, but it's also got the likes of Kane, Wood, Antonio, KDB among the standout single game week options. But when people see this table here, they'll see um, the likes of Ian Acho, Salah, if he has a double game week, um, and uh, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Chelsea players figure prominently. So I'll put this up now and uh, hand you over to Seb to talk about some of the players um, that are uh, interesting, particularly on a free hit. Cheers, Joe. So I'll kick off uh, with a couple of questions we've had from the community on this subject. So Conrad asks, Everton defenders, yes or no? Simple question. How much can we trust Jota and Greenwood? Uh, Helen asks, is Watkins a good double game week option? Is DCL better? Who is the best goalie? On that first one, I have swapped back and forth between Watkins and DCL so much. They look, I mean, they're playing each other and they've just played each other. They look so similar. And then um, the goalie as well, I've got some stuff for you on that. And then lastly, Robin Lennon asks, if Liverpool moves, surely Man United and Liverpool defenders look like good picks. I'd argue they were decent anyway, possibly more attractive now. And I think it's fair to say we're probably assuming that Liverpool are going to double here. So we might go with that thinking as we talk about it. So I know you've got some stats on XGI there for outfield players. So to Mm. answer one of those questions and to look at non-outfield players players that are very unlikely to be higher on XGI, uh, the goalies. Me and Karen were having a little chat about this beforehand. So we wonder if there's not really a standout goalkeeping option this week. I currently, my team, have Mendy, partly because Chelsea play twice, Chelsea have a good defence. That was an attractive and easy option. There is the chance Kepa plays. In fact, I think, was it last time I had this situation, Kepa did play one of them? So maybe not. And also, uh, Karam pointed out that Mendy's XG prevented and his post-shot XG and the difference between goals conceded is actually relatively poor, which suggests that if he's going to concede shots, he might not make as many saves as you'd want. And considering one of those matches is City, possibly not ideal. So then we looked a little bit further, and top of that list is uh, Crystal Palace, Guaita, who is possibly my preferred option at the moment. Mm -hmm. But he comes, I think, solidly bottom of that same table for expected goals prevented. Yeah, absolutely. So... We don't know if Crystal Palace's defence is that strong. We're more looking because it's Sheffield United and Southampton. We're hoping they don't concede too many shots. If they do, Guaita either is going to let it in or maybe not make the saves. But maybe with fixtures, I'm going with that. And it's worth noting that he was near the top of that same table last year. So either something's gone very wrong in his goalkeeping or he just has a different type of defence in front of him. And then last, and I won't steal this too much from Karam because it was his shout, but he's been looking at Dean Henderson, who does appear quite high up in mm. those tables, although with a small sample size. So, Karen, over to you. Oh, cheers, uh, cheers, Seb. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty much on those three goalkeepers for, for my free head. The, the first moment I, I put in uh, Dwighter as my goalkeeper, I thought that, um, yeah, I, I, I totally get and understand the how bad the Palace defence is and from... Um, if, if you look at the stats, if you look at the ability chances conceded, they are by margin the worst at the minute. But one of their games are um, against Sheffield United, who are not 
better offensively. And Southampton, if they are without Danny Ains, then they might fancy something. But as Sib said, Guaita featured as the like very last um, in terms of expected goals prevented for the season. He has a minus ten, and the next uh, next one after him is it has so minus eight point five. A better so, keeper would have say so. He cost them ten goals. Is that yeah. compared to compared to average? He has let in ten goals more than he would expect him to. Yeah, could be down to great finishing, but we've played most of the season now, so there might be something up there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you look at only the last six matches, which is a very small sample, um, 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 I uh, I was chatting with Seb before the scoutcast, and it seemed that indeed the last six is a small sample, but still you can see um, Guaita in there with a minus two point five in the last six matches. So I'm not very much keen on it. Because Brewster might get his first goal potentially uh, next against against Palace. Who knows? It'll never uh, happen. It'll never happen. Uh, probably never. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it it keeps me with the with the last option um, is Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson, however, um, from nine starts and one forty five minutes sub, he is top three goalkeepers in terms of XG prevented from the teams that are having a double game with 35. So I sorted out or the teams that are got a double in 35. Who are the best? Allison with a plus three and then Dean Henderson with uh, almost one goal and then pick 4.6. So I'm not, yeah, with, with the games that Manchester United have and even as a team, not only the goalkeeper, but as a team, they are still very strong defensively. At 5.2 for the same price of Mendy, Mm-hmm. You are potentially getting a better fixture. Uh, Man United um, playing one game against Leicester and the other one against Villa. So I can't rule Do out a clean now, sheet and some save points. So. No, I, I, I mean, I'm not on a free hit, so I don't have the, sort of the luxury to, to move goalkeepers around as much. But mm. I, Dean Henson would be someone who appealed to me a lot. We saw what he did with Sheffield United, you know, kept them yeah. up. He's <laughs> a goalkeeper um, as well. But, so. but but I look at that David De Gea and I, and I just think, you know... Will he play both those fixtures? I assume so, but I don't know. And that's the element think, of doubt. Will I actually get a single game week goalkeeper there? I think I think featuring in the last nine Premier League matches in a row is is a strong indication mm. that Dean Henderson will play the Premier League. And De Gea, uh, I think he kept his place for the European um, Europa League. Does, yeah. So I think that will continue, especially that... Man United pretty much looked in their qualification to the final, bar any big massive results from Roma. So I th- I, th- I have a feeling that he is safe for the time being, um, and uh, he is tempting me now. Okay. I have I have that budget for a five point two goalkeeper. It's gonna be between these three, uh, I think. No, I think I think you're right because um, I mean just going going back to those fixtures. I mean I've got Mendy, and 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 I think Mendy would be a good choice. But then look at the fixtures. They played Man City and Arsenal. So I would expect possibly a clean sheet against Arsenal. It's a possibility. But against yeah. Man City, I don't know. I, I really don't think so. And um, as you were saying, I, I mean, he's not he's not a save machine. And in fact, he costs some goals. Um, so Guita's the same. Great fixtures, but he costs some goals. I think um, it's an interesting one. You can make arguments either way for quite a lot of the teams there. Like Mendy... Chelsea have kept out both those teams they're playing, but if they don't, Mendy probably doesn't get you the points. Yeah. Looking, I mean, like we say, Crystal Palace got the fixtures, maybe not the goalkeeper. 
Uh, there was a question about Leno in the chat for Arsenal. We're not sure he'll play both, a bit like some of the other goalkeepers that we've looked at. Everton and Leicester. Leicester have got Man United, Everton, West Ham, Aston Villa. Leicester's other matches, Newcastle, sorry. But I think I can get defenders from those teams who will do me well. So if I want to access that defence, I'd like the defenders. Southampton, maybe. You were mentioning Fraser Forster earlier. If we think he is nailed with these two, maybe that's a little bit of a look. But the interesting thing for me is there isn't that perfect pick. So what I might end up doing is picking my defence and then going with the goalkeeper that I've kind of left one out, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, just in the chat, Jack Barwell points out um, to me, um, remember that I will need to make a goalkeeper transfer because I do have Fraser Forster, who has been said will not play in game week 36. He's play, play the double, but not game week 36. Um, and Mendy, who's got a blank anyway, at Chelsea. Mm. So I do need to make a goal. I am aware of that um, and I have factored that in. And I probably, I've only got at the moment one player blanking apart from, well, uh, by game week 36, I'll only have Ian Acho and Mendy. So I had plans to bench Iheanacho and transfer out uh, Mendy that week or play stick goalie and just go in with 10 outfield players. I don't mind doing that either. Looking at the fixtures, if that is where you decided to put your transfer, Mm. maybe you want, I guess, someone who obviously plays... You're about to say Meslier, aren't you? You're going to go Meslier. I actually wasn't, but I genuinely think he's a decent shout. But if you if you can get a double this week, no blank and decent fixtures, that's probably the ideal for you. Maybe a Jordan Pickford. Yeah, he, he was actually on my shopping list. If Fraser Foster was was not going to play, I mean Hassan Hootel has said he's playing the next both games in the double. Um, yeah, Fred, uh, Pickford was my pick um, there, so to speak. But what I'm thinking of is either playing with no goalie. I mean, I've. I've done all right this week with just nine players, so I don't mind that. And a goalkeeper can maybe just get two points anyway. So um, what I'm looking for is I'll probably look for indeed Pickford. Meslier is another one I'm looking at, or Fabianski. I'm just looking at good goalkeepers um, in uh, teams with good fixtures towards the end because they're just going to stick um, and Fraser Forster will just be there. Another option is McCarthy and just go fully Southampton. And I've got McCarthy and Forster which is old school, perfect. Get the four million guy who's the backup to the other guy. Um, so that's another I option there. I don't, I don't hate that. No, no. Oh. I know. I feel like you shouldn't, but I don't hate it. No, I know. Um, but yeah, I probably probably won't. Let, let's see see what happens um, there. Hey, I've got some um, going on to Manchester United. You talk about Henderson here. So I've got, I'll put up some stats from Manchester United because they are a handy side now. Because they double, if Salah and Liverpool don't have a double game week, Fernandez will probably be the most captained. He's the standout pick there. Um, but also, I think a lot of their other picks are worth considering as well for the free hit. But also, people like me don't have a free hit, so you're getting them in and they play in 36. I mean, Mason Greenwood's top in goal attempts, 16. Uh, Fernandez at 14. He was on my goal and assist imminent tables last week, and then came Roma and came to fruition and that's the sort of Bruno Fernandes that we want to see uh, the ones who's getting a lot of goals a lot of assists Rashford Pogba all good options and this is the player I'm after Harry Maguire he's the perfect beige upside chasing player he's gonna play he's had four goal attempts not bad for for a defender um he's cheap he's nailed on got a double game week and plays in 36 and it's a slight differential for me because I have Luke Shaw 
we just you've just been talking about how amazing Dean Henderson is and the Manchester United defence. I think doubling up on a Manchester United defence becomes a differential. You're turning a shield into a, into a nice sword there. So that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, Cavani and Wan Bissaka other options there. But I just put those up there. Manchester United. So who on your free hits? Who shall I, shall I put your free hit teams up actually as you speak? So go go with you first, Karen. This is your free hit team. And I'm just seeing if Manchester United figure on that, um, considering they... Uh, we can see there. So you've got uh, Luke Shaw and Fernandes there. So um, do you want to take us through your free hit team and then also you know, mention those Liverpool and Manchester United assets as well? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure which team you put in, Joe. The one that has Rashford, right? As it's well, the or... one... No, it's oh, the one... Oh, Yeah, okay. to, to, to explain, okay. before we came on air, obviously there's a lot yeah. of... Um, um, you know, permutations for us to get our head round quickly. So we've sent lots of pictures. <laughs> this is the one with um, Salah, Fernandez, and Mane. So yeah, far away. Yeah. So uh, this team, um, just a disclaimer. This team is uh, a proposal if Liverpool gets a double damage thirty-five. Uh, so basically, currently in goal, I have a Mendy and Forster, um, and I. I think I would play Mindy. Uh, it's just nice to have two goalkeepers, two playing goalkeepers in that game week. Mm. Um, as as we discussed uh, thoroughly about the goalkeepers, it's still a decision to make on that spot. But for now, it's Mindy there. And then a back line of uh, Shaw, uh, the most creative player defender in, in the last few mm. game weeks. Castagna, I still think. The Newcastle game, especially, is is very strong for for Leicester in general, and the potential for some clean sheet or attacking returns is there. The thing with Castagna, the thing I like and dislike about Castagna is I like him in the first 60, 65 minutes, but then I dislike him for the rest of the game because <laughs> when Albrighton comes in and plays on the right, then Castagna goes to the left, and every potential him he he can get from a fantasy perspective goes away after that hour because he's much much stronger on the right side, but he's still a very decent option. Uh, look at Dean. Um, I hesitated. There was, a, there was a question about the Everton assets. So nice to cover, mm. to cover it there until last game week. I always thought that I picked the wrong Everton guy and Holgate is just, is just good enough because Dania was really far away from the BBS. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the new system of um, made him make less crosses being less attacking. I'm not sure about that because whenever, even like you see contributions, or Everton keeps a clean sheet. It's always that Godfrey or Holgate are dominating the BBS. But then uh, a rare seven pointer, a rare assist, and three BBS against Villa made me reconsider. And say, okay, if I am on the free head, I might just keep him. And he's still less owned by less than ten percent, which is amazing. If you look um, at the community bubble, he's much more owned in that in that. Um, community and then Trent Alexander-Arnold so I'm going for a 4-4-2 in this formation and I will assuming that Trent is going to play two games and uh, in midfield I've gone for uh, Fernandez. I put him back um, on a free hit I'm not planning to have him afterwards unless he uh, explodes or he forces me to do so but Oh yeah, unless <laughs> he plays Roma, um, Salah, who's probably gonna be my captain, or Mane. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Liverpool got to be the captains for me in this game week. Still, if Liverpool gets a double, 
Um, and I like the idea of growing Mane and Salah because we've seen in the team sheet against Man United, Jota was benched, was dropped, was rested. I, I don't know. And it makes me question whether he will get two stars. I have uh, a double game week asset for one week. I like him. Um, and Zaha, who is uh, taking the fourth spot. And that Zaha spot can be, if he's a major doubt or he's going to not play the first game of the game week, of the double game week, then it might be Madison and I have to change a couple of things. Or I still have two assets I sold for on this draft. So I have a Madison, a spot for Madison. I have a Pereira, Matthews Pereira, even though he has a single game week. So it can be, can be several options. Maybe a Mason Mount, a double game week player. Um, could be there. So that spot is still okay. open, but for now it's a Zaha. And then up front, it's uh, really Ian Acho who's picking himself mm-hmm. and uh, Calvert-Lewin. And um, I'm still undecided on taking Calvert-Lewin or Watkins into the double game week. Mm-hmm. But to me, for now, uh, Calvert-Lewin is considered as one of the best captain options, so it makes sense to have him in my team as well uh, for that double game. But Watkins is pushing as well. You, you uh, don't so, have... I was going to mm. say, you, you if you don't play Zaha and you've got Vidra, who presumably would be a bench option, yeah. could you go with both of them? Watkins and Calvert-Lewin up front? Uh, in, in a, because I'm going four at the back, I might not be able to do it or just go for a 4-3-3. If, yeah, if yeah, that, so that's do, what you mean, yeah. Yeah, do Zaha. I'm assuming Vidra would be your bench option, so do Zaha to a bench option. Yeah, maybe Eze if you could afford it for a good bench option. I like. I, 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 like... Want, I wonder if you because you don't have Kane, who I do. So I wonder if the way you solve that DCL Watkins problem is have both of them. Mm. Yeah, I, it's a, it's a, it's a good idea. It's another good proposal for that. Uh, the, the, if I draw on a free head, uh, Watkins is still is still highly on and mm. if i want to go a bit maverick with aston villa i will go el Ghazi instead at 5.2 it's not for the price it's because what he offers when he starts he always offers lots of shots and is on penalties so when he scores he also dominates the pbs because he's getting a lot of shots on target or yeah it's he's, he's good for the pbs system so i might stick with a 442 but just go el Ghazi instead if but i need to know if Greedy is still out for the whole game oh, he's, 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 out, he's out for the season yeah. that yeah. he's been chucked down to Dean Smith's well he's not yeah. coming back to be fair El Ghazi has 147 mins per XGI for the season obviously you need him to play but that puts him ahead of Sterling Mane just behind Bale De Bruyne Fernandez Decent. so yeah, yeah I mean if you actually get minutes out of him not bad but the minutes is the important bit mm. shall I say what I like and then what I dislike about this how about that what I really like... Bring it on. Bring about it about on. the team or just about Karam in general? Yeah, no, about the team. <laughs> um, Salah and Mane together, love it. And and a 4-3-3, love it as well. It's really different because it's something that free hitters can do that players like me can't do. I wouldn't have Salah and Mane for long term mm. or even short term, but for one week, great. Um, and we've seen they can be potent. Um, and I think that's good if Liverpool have a double game week um, what I don't like about it though is I think if I had a free hit I would be a little bit more Mavericks I like the idea and people mm. go oh, Jay, you're such a dullard you say you say you're being Maverick but you never would do well I would do if I was on a free hit here because it's, a, cause it's an odd it's an odd game week 
Um, mm. And I think there are plenty of players. So put those XGI. So this is last four expected goal involvement players up mm. here. See, you know, I would, I would, I think Arsenal have been overlooked here. If you look at here, the expected goal involvement of these players, and I think with a free hit, you can afford to take a bit of a gamble. With a Martin, Lacazette, for example. I really, I really like Lacazette. One, two, three, four. The fifth. been training today. The fifth best player in terms of expected goal involvement is Martinelli, four point nine. Lacazette, yeah, if he's back, eight point four. We've seen how potent Aubameyang can be as well, eleven point three. I would also look at Chelsea. Now I know they they play City and Arsenal, but um, Havertz, Werner. Pulisic, Mount even. I think there's I think there's room for one or two of these players. I think I would have them in because, I mean, as we've seen with Havertz, if he's got a double game, he's going to play at least once. Um, he could play twice. He could get minutes in one and full 90 in another. But it, I think there's quite a nice ceiling there. I'd like to see more sort of ceiling players you know what i mean um like, i like i like this narrative yeah. yeah yeah i like, I like this narrative and and there is always that okay if you are on a free hit go for a richarlison over a dcl yeah. go for uh i don't know exactly. manny over jota something exactly. like that the, the thing is that those comparable picks i did not see enough from them to justify that i need to go for them over that x player so i didn't see the whole I didn't see Richarlison the whole season more or less no. to justify oh, I'm gonna gamble on him over a DCL. I like much much closer calls and give the the hedge also, to, to the yeah. other player. So and also yeah. some talisman as well. Pereira, West Brom. Yeah. yeah. So if they have got a double game week and one of them does involve Liverpool, but Liverpool defence is leaky. Um so and I think Pereira will be one of those standouts that gets a double digit haul. All it takes is a couple of penalties and suddenly you're looking at perhaps 10, 15 points from him. He's only yeah. 5.5. I think I'd quite like to see him there. Um, but um, but I do like a lot of it. I really like that narrative of that getting Mane, Mane and yeah. Salah as well. But I was just thinking um, with your team, now I know you sent quite a few pictures in, but um, I'll put your team up again here. So let's say Liverpool haven't yeah. got a double game week. So your free hit, does, it's it's a free hit. So you, you're not going to be targeting Liverpool no. too much yeah. with just one fixture. Um would you have any Liverpool and, and who else? How would it change you? What what dramatic changes would it make if Liverpool didn't mm. have a double? Uh, if I remember correctly, it will it will result in three to four changes only. So, uh, but it also changes the formation. So, I think uh, I would not be able to afford a, a Henderson or a Mendy. I have to stick with Guaita from that plan. I think um, uh, it will result in uh, only having Salah. I still like having Salah against Southampton, um, he's going to be the only single game week player if Liverpool don't get a double game week. And then I will have to go with a 3-4-3 with Salah, a single game week player. And it's going to be two spots remaining, two changes. It's going to be either Vardy and... Uh, let me let me bring up the, the four because I actually forgot it. So... Um, I think in one of the drafts I will have a Vardy and the other one I won't. So yeah, basically it has to be Vardy and Rashford okay. instead of a Mane and uh, yeah, the funds will be distributed yeah, elsewhere. Because I think a lot, a lot of listeners and, yeah. and, and viewers will will think, yeah. well, okay, I'm I'm planning for Liverpool, but then if Liverpool don't have a double game week, I've got a pot yeah. of money suddenly. <laughs> yeah. So where yeah. does that go? So for you, it would be the likes of Manchester United midfielders. Yeah. Vardy as 
that's exactly the way I want to simplify it, if, if I can, that instead of having a triple Liverpool, I will have a triple Man United and a triple Leicester. For the Liverpool draft, I will have in a couple of each. Maybe if I draw Dean Henderson, it will be a triple United. So that's the main change. I will keep Castagna, Dini and Shaw, Ian Nacho, Calvert-Lewis is still in that draft, um, and Zaha is still there. But I still have a couple of options I need to assess if I need to squeeze them in like a Watkins or a Ghazi or just we discuss the differential, the Maverick picks. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not confident about the Chelsea midfielders, but uh, they are worth a mention. Yeah, in, just in, one, one or two, at least. something but, like a Havertz or yeah, Mason. I like, or just I like Lacazette. Yeah, Lacazette. I really like Lacazette. I, I really like him. I might have him over a Vardy, even if Liverpool don't get a double game week. Um, from, as an owner to Vardy from game week 26, I'm just done with him. So um, I, like, only, I like the Lacazette pick. Yeah. The only thing with Lacazette is, mm. just off the top of my head, trying to think, have his better points recently become when there is now Aubameyang, he's playing that number nine role. Aubameyang could well go left. But I'm trying to think if maybe he could drop off a little bit, especially considering the fixtures aren't the best, given they're going to have more attacking options available, whether that's minutes or just simply his own threat. So I like him too, but I'd want to do a bit of research into that before I picked him. Okay, well, Seb, let's put your your team up. So do you want to got your team up here? Um, uh, this is your your free hit team as it is. Um, do you want to do you want to go through those players and um, yeah, and let us know your reasoning behind some of these players. I will. So I'll read what you what I've sent you, and then talk about some of the changes I've made. Oh. A lot in there you've both covered as well already. Yeah, you've stole you stole my Havertz uh, thunder there, Joe. No, well, that's good. <laughs> you've backed you backed up. Perfect. Talk around it still. Differential, isn't it? Um, I mean, I made some changes even as we were talking here. But at the moment, I have Mendy in goal, Alexander Arnold, Shaw, and Luca Dean at the back. Gareth Bale, Fernandez, captain Zaha and Havertz in the middle. Harry Kane, Ian Acho and Calvert-Lewin up front with a bench of Forster, Smith-Rowe, Thomas and Holding. You can see there the bench has just gone yeah. for, you know, yeah, yeah. Cheap, cheap and cheerful, quick and easy. Um, the main theory with putting this team together so far, and obviously like everyone who is free hitting this week, is that this could change, you know, everywhere, right? You know, injuries, I could change my mind, I'll see some stats, I'll do some more research. You know, we're recording this on a Tuesday, just had a game postponed, I've got the rest of the week to think about it. But my main theory so far was just grab those players that popped into my head, if you like. You know, I know who's doubling. Who do I think just could score some good points? Maybe I watched Havertz look like a ridiculously clinical number nine slash attacking midfielder and popped him in there without even looking at fixtures. The fixtures are tough, although I don't know if Arsenal's tough anymore. Is it mid-table in terms of underlying numbers? So I could do well there. And then someone like Harry Kane, I know you didn't have him, Karam, and to be fair, it's probably a really good way of getting some money. Mm. But... I just saw Leeds and I know obviously Leeds fans may be being a bit pessimistic. I know recently we've obviously pointed out that Leeds have improved before those three tough fixtures where we did okay. But I think people maybe have gone a little too far the other way now. So our numbers are firmly mid-table. It's not like we're the best defence in the league over the last little while. So I would be very tempted to hold one of Bell and Kane at least, especially with Bell's performance last night the weekend. I mean, the, the Brighton game, which, which uh, I managed to watch, um, and it was lovely to be able to watch a full game. Uh, I don't often get to do that um, during the afternoon. Um, but it was a lovely, lovely to do that. And obviously, as you know, as a Leeds fan, there's something about Brighton and Leeds. Brighton often... Oh, it's your press. They it's just, your press. They you're just you're be, really, be, really tiny They always have that. I mean, I remember years ago, you know, just Brighton always seemed to get the better of Leeds I don't know why 
Um, but in this <laughs> too far south for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, Crawley hammered Leeds as well, and they're in like League One and had a reality TV star in them. So yeah, it maybe is a South Coast thing. Um, but anyway, the point I make is that Danny Welbeck was great, and Mapei. Oh, was, that turn! That was, turn for the goal was, 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 was amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that turn was good. Mapei was um, was a, I thought he was a great player, in, as a sort of a Firmino peak Firmino. He's running, getting the ball, retaining the ball, making the shrewd passing. He was doing everything apart, from, but as soon as he got hit goal, his shots were awful. As um, but I suddenly, you know, what occurred to me there. God, if Harry Kane played for Brighton, but if I, Harry Kane would have scored about five goals in that match because the service he was getting and Mbappe, there was one way. Just I don't know what he did. He just sort of, just really, it was so limp. <laughs> it was the limpest leg movement I've ever seen. That was. I'm not even going to call it a kick. <laughs> It happened in the first match as well. Those cutbacks from wide areas yeah. where you were able to uh, probably outnumber us, I guess, off the ball. Those cutbacks where Morbe yeah. really should have put some away. Exact same thing again. Just looking at the numbers here, you say Hurricane would have scored about five in that match. Brighton have an XG of 48.97 for the season, but have actually scored, where is it, 35 goals. So a difference of 13.97. Mm. Well, Harry Kane pretty much hits his XG on the nose. I think he yeah. just exceeds it. He's probably far exceeded this season, but historically... So realistically, Harry Kane scores 14 goals for Brighton there. I well, think that, that really... Well, that well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but over the season, I really think that is the thing. And I mean, looking at this table further, yeah. Brighton are the worst there. Then Fulham, then Sheffield United, yeah. then Burnley. You know, that old adage of you need a striker yeah, down yeah. the bottom is a problem. Striker, that, yeah. that really comes true. Yeah. Interestingly, after that is Liverpool, although they're only on a difference of minus 2.58, okay. so it starts getting quite small. 2.3 of those, I think it was, has come in the last six. So they're underperforming at the moment, which I guess you could read one of two ways. Either they're due, if you believe in that, or the way I'm tempted to read it, because I like Dean Henderson, is that if Henderson doesn't keep a clean sheet against Liverpool, if this match appears, there might be some saves there. Because what mm. this is telling me is that their finishing quality isn't quite up to scratch at the moment. So maybe a few little saves there for a goalkeeper. So speaking of changes I was making to my team a moment ago, I currently have Dean Henderson in goal and no Mendy anymore. Okay, um, so that's a big change there. Yeah, because I, I was looking at that team and I was thinking, oh, Bale and Kane against Leeds. Um, and I still maybe think that might be slight overkill, but having seen Leeds and dreaming of Brighton having Harry Kane up front, um, I can see why Harry Kane's... I just wonder whether Harry Kane is indeed fit. Yeah. Um, but but oh, I can I mean, see you've got to have Bale as, as the differential. Son, Son would do the job as well. You um, you obviously asked about uh, what Karen would do if Liverpool played yeah. uh, twice so or didn't play twice. I guess this is more the opposite, right? Because yeah. this is made before Liverpool maybe played twice. So the real easy thing is drop Kane, use that money for a Salah. Yeah. Depending on what I've got left, maybe there's a Lacazette there or another striker. I could do my DCL on Watkins, which I really want to do. We go 3-5-2. So yeah, Kane, yeah, quite possibly. Uh, um, Kane and Smith row out for Salah and God knows who, Brewster or I something. Like- I like Martinelli, the chat shot today, but yeah. his, his mins per XGI is phenomenal. Obviously, you need to get those mins, but he's just under 5 million. He could be a really nice bench or oh. fifth, even fourth midfielder yeah. option. I, yeah, quite, okay. I quite like that, especially if we're not sure on Lacazette or Bamiang, although obviously with them both back, he might not get the minutes. Um, what are the, oh, yeah, there's a change. Oh, yeah, go for it. 
Yeah, so, I just want to mention on the uh, Martinelli. He's up there with Kane, Ian Acha, and Salah in terms of expected goals involvement with a 3.12. Um, and he is only players who are ahead of him. It's decent. Um, quite like him as a 4.8, 4.9 now. So, yeah, maybe he's going to be a pick for one of the Maverick picks who are in a free hit teams, but that was before Aubameyang coming back from his uh, illness. So which formation will he be used in, like as a winger, as a number 10? I'm not sure, but yeah, I like the pick. I guess with the mins per XGI, even if he came off the bench, you might hope for some points there. Realistically for me, he might end up sitting on the bench anyway, just on the off chance. You know, say Bale doesn't play, for example, maybe that's quite a nice little double game week sub to have. But I think what I'll be doing mostly before I settle on the final team is my three subset, you can see, are a little bit thrown together. You know, they're teams who play twice who have a cheap player. I'll probably refine that. So I've got Mitchell instead of Thomas at the moment. Uh, Holding's still in there, but we'll see about that. And obviously Martinelli, Martinelli for Smithrow. If I lose Kane, there's a chance a few things get upgraded. And I mean, I've mentioned it a couple of times now, but I am tempted by Watkins at Calvert-Lewin. I think their numbers, if I recall over the season, are pretty similar. If they're fit, they play. They're both ticking over with points nicely. And the really quite nice thing, putting stats aside, was we got to watch them play each other literally the other night. Mm. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm putting too much into this because I was watching it while looking at this team. And they were both having chances and scoring at both ends. And it was one of those where, well, do we think this will just happen again? Just pick them both, get a goal from both of them. They've both got another mm. fixture. Easy. Just... And you are less likely going to see a change in the way both teams will shape up against each other because the time is really short to practice on different things or, oh, the team has changed their mentality to something else. And the decision to include Calvert and potentially Watkins has to do with the game the other night because in, in, in a two weeks' time, it's really difficult to see something different than we just saw last last week. Um, so, yeah, I'm very tempted to include both of them and uh, hoping for a fist of gods in that match. I was just looking at the live chat. Uh, Dante asks, thoughts on a free hit draft? And then uh, Jack Barwell uh, chimes in. You're looking at one right now. And he's in I, don't, I, I don't know what that says about my draft. You're like, when are we going to see the free hit? Though? Yeah, what about when, this terrible Yeah, thing? so is this the team yeah. you're wildcarding into or away from? Is that a template or what? Considering how it's gone since I wildcarded, that's not unfair. Um, not with um, Fernandez, captain there. So let's say Liverpool... Okay, Liverpool do have... If they, if they do have a double game week... Salah, great choice. If they don't, who would you captain? So you've got Fernandez. Fernandez is my captain as well. Um, Karen's thinking perhaps Fernandez, perhaps DCL, else, DCL elsewhere. Okay. So yeah, so Seb, for you, if you didn't, I mean, who else is in the running? I see Ian Acho with the vice captain. Is Ian Acho sort of the strong, the strongest one apart from Fernandez or Calvert Lewin? Out of what I had there, quite possibly. But like I said, you know, I've thrown things together on, on instinct at the moment. We'll definitely refine it for sure. Mm-hmm. Fernandez is, I mean, we've talked about it, I think, a couple of weeks in a row. And then, I mean, brilliantly, he went and got, what would it, would it have been, about 21, 22 points in, the, uh, in, in Europe rather than in the league the other night, but just after we mentioned it, which is kind of fun. I feel like while he's not been as attractive in FPL recently because the output hasn't been there, the numbers kind of haven't gone away. And he hasn't had penalties, which is what normally just elevates him that little bit. So, yeah, sure, it might be a bit safe and boring. But for my captain, I am very happy to be led by numbers and fixtures. So if he comes out top, I'll happily give it to him at the moment. I think he possibly does, unless, of course, you get a salary or someone. Okay, well, before, um, I was just going to say, before we move on, 
um, to some other other questions that we've got, sort of looking at the yep. season running. I've got a couple more tables to put up. The one I put up on our captaincy video earlier today about worst defences. And this highlights just how bad the Crystal Palace defence are. Um, but nevertheless, um, they do have great fixtures and they are against two very weak attacks. So um, I think a, a Crystal Palace enabler is perfectly fine. Joel Ward, Guita, um, I think all of these are, are okay if you need the money. But if you can look elsewhere, do. Um, I've got Joel Ward because I needed the money. Um, it, what this also shows is how bad Newcastle defence is. So that mm. also elevates... Uh, Leicester into our thinking particularly with the captaincy but then you look down the table Manchester United and Leicester two of the best defences so that's looking like a nil-nil or it's not look, it's not looking high scoring put it that way um, so yeah. that means as a captain option perhaps Ian Atchin might not be the best option um, so some people might go there um, and then you're looking at um, Ever- Calvert-Lewin Watkins and, and they're, they're tough to call the Everton-Villa game um, their matches I think are tough to call um, but then the other thing that this shows looking at the defences right down at the bottom of this table so technically the best the top of, the top of our thinking the Chelsea defence just one big chance conceded in the last four matches uh, goals conceded just one and their XG barely won um, Arsenal as well so if we can if we can nail down an Arsenal defender I think they could be quite good um, and then Man City are there showing how tough they are to get past Brighton, obviously XG champions, and then as I said, Leicester, Manchester United, and Liverpool. So, you know, these are the good defenses um, to target there. Um, also shows there if Liverpool do have a double game week, they're playing two of the worst defenses in Southampton. Twelve big chances conceded last four. Sheffield United ten big chances conceded last four. So that proves that you know they are by far the best option for the captaincy. I would say if they are, are have a double. Yeah. Add to that as well, Joe, just looking at, again, the uh, the differences between expected goals conceded and actual goals conceded. Southampton are the worst for the season, just followed by mm. Brighton, of course, because yeah. otherwise they would win the league. Mm. And they're also the worst in the last six. So mm. talking about Southampton goalkeepers earlier, if you're hoping that, OK, their defence is bad, but I'll pick a goalkeeper because saves, that potentially isn't, isn't happening. No, no, no. Um, And I've got another table here. Last one here is attacking defenders. Um, and I think this is quite interesting here for those free hitting or just thinking of transfers or, or happy with their team. They've got if you've got Luke Shaw, be very happy. Um, Fourteen chances created, created, no assists there. He is due. Nineteen corners. Um, Alexander Arnold just behind him. You know he also ran. Uh, it's two million difference there. So if you Shaw and Alexander Arnold, I would say are the two definites there. And I think a Robertson Alexander Arnold double up. It's, it's quite a shrewd move, I think, considering the, the defences they're playing. And also, Robertson's had nine chances created, ten corners he's taken. Um, I think they the, are... the only the only thing with that one is I've got, I guess, Dean in that slot, yeah, just for a little bit cheaper. But the Alexander and Shaw one, Alexander Arnold and Shaw, yeah. I really like, and I'd be I would be tempted to say even if they had a single, oh, yeah, as you can see there quite clearly, yeah. They are just nailed on clean sheets, and, well, hopefully clean sheets and chances created. Further down the list, uh, Castagna, as Karen pointed out, if he's on the right, great. If he's on the left, oh no. Um, and then Seamus Coleman, who I was very tempted to bring in, um, and I still am. He is so. I'm. I've got Marcus Alonso. I don't want Marcus Alonso, <laughs> even though he has a double. But will he? Probably not. Um, so he, Harry Maguire, is is top of my list but also Seamus Coleman, if I want to save a tiny bit of money. Um, 
because he's created seven chances. He's better than Luca Dean in terms of points potential. But is he better than Luca Dean in terms of minutes potential? And that's the thing. Will he actually get a double? Um, looking further ahead, and I think we're going to come to this in a, in a sec when Karen goes through some of the other questions. Uh, Kufau there is also very high up in terms of attacking defenders. Seven and Cresswell. Times. And Cresswell is very high up there. So West Ham, very important team there. Um, uh, I think, you know, I think it's just underlined some of the players you consider getting in for, for a free hit there. Um, you know, I hope that's given um, some thoughts. So, um, Karen. Just, just one oh, sorry. more. Sorry, I just wanted to shout out one more because mm. we had the question and a couple of people mentioned it in the chat. Mm. Mason Greenwood, just looking at his numbers for the last six, his numbers for the season aren't as good, but mm. we know he's really only come into it recently. He's got 3.06 XGI in the last mm. six, which is just behind Martinelli, who's your cheaper but maybe fewer yeah. minutes option. For comparison, Bruno Fernandes is on 4.4, but it's not too bad. Havertz is on 3.6. Yeah. So if you aren't, say, doubling up in defence with Man United and have got Bruno Fernandes, maybe there's an option there. Although maybe he feels slightly awkwardly priced, you know, where you can't quite bench him or have him yeah. as a fifth or fourth mid, but he isn't going to take your Fernandes slot. The, figure, the figures I've got up on the screen are the last four, but they tell the same story. Mason Greenwood and Bruno Fernandes, there you guys. <laughs> um, Luke, if you're looking defenders, Luke Shaw, Maguire, there you guys. Um, so, no, cheers, thank you for letting me interrupt you there. That's right. Uh, let, let's move on to some other questions. And I'll put a picture of Antonio up looking rather happy, rather pleased with himself. So, uh, Karen, uh, I've got this other issues, but we, we did have um, two or three other questions, really. So if we can tackle them. Yeah, of course. Although the, most of the scout class will be dominated by uh, the double game week uh, teams, um, we have some questions already about some other teams. And uh, Jules is asking, what is the best three players for the season run-in after the double game week? Um, another question about Jesse Lingard. Is, he, is Lingard out a harsh decision or it's a necessity? Uh, Tony is asking, is it time to bring Antonio back in? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, we've seen he's back with a band run. So, uh, <laughs> I just want to clarify um, that. J- Jules's question there, uh, I missed out a, a vital word there. It's the best three yeah. attackers for the season. Uh, attackers. The so, obviously, Antonio, I guess, is in her thoughts as well there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let, uh, most of the questions are about West Ham, who will have a, a, a decent uh, run in for after the double game week and we are currently invested in some defense and Lingard in particular so let's start with you Seb if you have Lingard would you consider selling, selling him or you would keep him I guess that's a tough one because if you don't own him already does it feel a bit like you know buying the top as it were you know you're buying mm-hmm. him now on the downtrend his numbers have tailed off a little bit although they're still all right 2.27 in the last uh, six for XGI which is down with you, Jack Harrison, although you're Aubameyang as well. Um, so not terrible. He's obviously overperformed that by about double, if not more, but we know that's what he's doing at the moment, so fair enough. The fixtures for the rest of the season, though, really do improve. So the two teams I really like, there's a few, but Leeds and West Ham, just on paper. Um, I've mentioned that Leicester-Chelsea swap a few times. I think there's a nice you know, couple of you know, one-to-one swaps you can make as well. Chelsea midfielder for uh, Lingard, for example, maybe, or... Or a uh, striker over to Antonio, who, if I'd known was fit, would have been in my team for Bamford a while ago, I think. But so when I say, you know, are you maybe buying the topper on the way down? His numbers are just about holding up. Um, And, you know, he's looked very good recently, a little, little less good, say, in the last couple. But with improved fixtures with Antonio back, I'd be tempted to hold if you had him, maybe explore better options if you 
don't. But like I said, with that fixture swing, I don't know if there are better options. It's very easy. It's very easy to sort of go, oh, he did so, so well recently. Like he absolutely exploded. And anything less than that now feels like, oh, I've got to sell him. But if he's still performing, you know, above what he's worth, he's still a good pick. Mm. Okay. How about you? Joe, let's go for you. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do a couple of things. Um, one is, um, let's put up some stats, more stats. This is West Ham against Burnley. So this is what happened with Antonio back with Lingard as well playing. So what we have seen with Antonio um, was that Lingard did really well with him uh, before. And then we thought, oh, he Lingard won't do well without him. And then he did do well. <laughs> but then West Ham dropped off a bit. And I think um, Cresswell may have been the main um, reason behind that because he starts a lot of the play. But anyway, these are the stats here. And it shows how potent Antonio is. Expected goal involvement, um, getting on for nearly two. Um, yeah, scored two goals. Um, so um, shots inside the box, five. This is good. This is one match, by the way. Five shots inside the box, two on target. That's good. That's what you want to see for a player you're targeting. So going back to Jules's question about best three attackers, yes, Antonio is one of them. Um, at the expense of Lingard, if I was wild carding now, I wouldn't have Lingard. I would have Antonio, and I'd be looking at some other teams elsewhere. But if, uh, but but I have Lingard. I don't think I'm going to get rid of him because, as Seb was saying, West Ham's fit. We'll come to it shortly. The next four fixtures, um, the uh, Lingard, the West Ham's fixtures are so good. I think it's worth doubling up and giving it a go. But nevertheless, in this very small sample, West Ham against Burnley, Antonio, huge potent threat. Ben Rama was the guy who is doing what we hoped Jesse Lingard was doing. Created five chances, five crosses, four mm. goal attempts, two shots inside the box. This is good stuff. Um, and meanwhile, Lingard, right at the bottom, one chance created, one shot, expected goal involvement, a 17th of a goal. What's that? I mean, a couple of stitches on a football. I don't know what that is. That's, that's enough for him to score two goals on recent form. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, but Antonio scored two and uh, he got the expected goal involvement to, to, to show that. As I said, this is a really small sample. But what this also shows is Kufau there uh, with 10 crosses um, and two chances created, 4.7 defender. He is probably my, I don't, I'm hoping I've got a transfer left to get him in. And this is why I might go stick goalie in 36. I just think it's worth going for this guy because he's got the assist potential, there's clean sheets potential, and he's only 4.7. I think he's absolutely great. I'd even be tempted now to get him in. If I wasn't bench boosting for the double game week, I would I would consider getting him in. I think he's that I mean, good. Well, I mean, we know Antonio has those numbers and yeah. can do it against anyone. He scored against poorer sides, but he's just done it against Burnley. He scored two against City in each match this season, scored yeah. against Arsenal, I think Tottenham. I had a little look at uh, Leeds and West Ham for an article for FS Scout um, last week, I think it was. And I don't have the complete answers to this, but looking at, you know, the similar small sample size that you were, they have rotated between three at the back and four at the back mm. the last few weeks. Mm. Typically, it seems to be if Antonio is fit, they can play a single striker. Although David Moyes does seem to change it based on opposition. And also Cresswell comes in there too. Mm. But Cresswell has played both left back and left centre back. Whereas uh, Sufal will play right back or right wing back, of yeah. course. Cresswell on those set pieces really does help. Cresswell's numbers are better than Sufal's over this season, but he's more expensive. Interestingly, Cresswell just about keeps up his numbers, but he needs those set pieces. Sufal's numbers are almost identical, whether it be right back or right wing back. And mm. as you see here, he had some great, great numbers. Yeah. 
So if you need the cash, I'd definitely be tempted by him. Like yeah. you say, I think Antonio is a very easy pick. Yeah. And then just looking at Lingard, you mentioned Ben Rama, who per minute has some excellent, excellent XGI numbers, but you need him to actually play. But looking at their heat map, again, just for that one match, so only a small yeah. sample size, but Antonio has a big red spot in the centre mm. of the penalty area, as you would expect. And then he sort of drifts right, and he's got quite a lot deep on the right-hand side, which maybe makes sense coming back, looking to get the ball where he used to when he was a right-winger. Lingard and Ben Rama both favour the left-hand side, apart from a weird spot at right-back, which maybe was a formation change or something. Lingard has a lot on the left. Ben Rama has fewer touches, but he actually has a bit more central than Lingard. So... And I don't have the answer to this, but it'd be worth looking into with the 3-5-2 and with the 4-2-3-1, does Lingard's positioning change much? Okay. It looked like he was playing quite wide in either, but then coming inside. But if Ben Rama chain, uh, uh, starts, I wonder if he takes that number 10 slot and Lingard ends up with fewer touches in the area, but more outside, which, I mean, there's a lot of extrapolation there, but it might indicate that if we can predict the lineup and predict the formation they'll play in, it'll push you towards who you yeah. should be picking out of that team, if, especially if you want to triple up. I also think um, going going back to the about the attackers. Um, I also think with price points as I often do with the game, and I think I think at the moment we've only got four fixtures left, or sorry, four game weeks left. Well, I think the price point. I think I don't think you need to have such a breadth of price points. I think it's important to have an expensive one like Kane because he can go down to whoever you want. And the other two ones, I think there's so much choice in that six to seven million or so price bracket. Mm. I would go for two of Antonio, Chris Wood, or Calvert Lewin. They would be my main ones. And I don't think I think with the double, if you've got Watkins, great. Um, he's also another good option. But I think in terms of the striker spots, I think Cavani as well could be another good option there. Um, but I think there's so much choice and I think you can easily hop on or say Calvert-Lewin gets injured, you got him. Brilliant. Well, not brilliant. Not brilliant for him. Mm. Um, fine for you if you're playing that price point there because you can just move on to another one. So, for example, I've got Ian Acho at the moment. Leicester's fixtures turn. Um, so Ian Acho to Antonio is a great move, I think. Um, and mm. one I'm considering over getting a goalkeeper in in game week 36 as well so I mean I'm, I'm talking about all the things I'm considering I can't make all these moves in 36 but these are these are you know might chime with someone listening or watching you know, you know the more we look at this I no of course I think free hitters will do better than wildcarders this week but I don't hate the wildcard this week because you can make those mm. so looking at um, this is using the projection tool on the scout website in the members area but looking at projected points for the end of the season for forwards of course Hurricane is top naturally mm. Then Calvert learned, then Watkins, although maybe you'd want to take into account the fact that that could be waiting the double and not the fixtures to come. Uh, Bamford, Vardy, Adams, so on and so forth. I think Antonio would probably be up there as well if it were not thinking he was injured, I'm guessing. So, like you say, Calvert learned seems a pretty easy one. Watkins, maybe we discount because of fixtures, you know, decent this week. Harry Kane, easy enough. So, Kane, Antonio, Calvert learned looks pretty nice yeah. and also doesn't look terrible for this yeah. week. I don't hate the idea of using a wild card now to set yourself up nicely for those fixtures to come. No, I'll tell you it's... what, Chris Wood's going nowhere for me. <laughs> yeah, so... I promise you, Joe, I will, I'll release him from the jail. No, uh, he's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. um, just a small note I have about, about this uh, discussion. So uh, it's an interesting one because here we are talking about two teams who are having a strong end of, of a season in Leeds and West Ham. And uh, we know that 
Rafinha is is a name who is missing out for the last few games due to due to an injury. But uh, my impression is that he's really close from coming back. And here it comes the question because the last three game weeks for both teams are really strong. I need some coverage from there. And if I am on a wild card, I will probably, assuming all the players are fit, I will probably prefer Rafinha over a Lingard, but Antonio over a Bamford. Yeah, I think that's smart. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah, so for me I have a Lingard, I have Lingard uh, and I don't have Antonio. So game with thirty six, uh, there is a chance that I might get Calvert Lewin against Sheffield United because that's a prime feature for the captains as well. Um but also Antonio looks looks good if you need just a one buy till the end of the season and hope that Antonio is not injured again. But then I need a cover I need more coverage from Leeds. Uh, I do have Dallas, but I imagine Many managers might not have some coverage from Leeds, and they have a strong end. So Rafinha might be a preferable pick, at least uh, in my opinion, over Lingard now, yeah. and uh, replace that coverage by Antonio because Antonio is just unsure in his fit. So that's my view on it, and uh, yeah, food for thoughts on okay. on well, this. So let's put get get, get Melia. <laughs> well, no, I mean let's put the next four <laughs> fixtures up. And um... seriously, they have. Uh, we have, if you discard Tottenham, we yeah. have probably three of the best, if not the best, last three fixtures. Yeah. And two of those teams as well appear very highly on that underperforming their XG, mm. which at this stage of the season, I think it's fair to say that means they are poor at converting chances. Mm. So uh, with those next four fixtures there, Leeds, as you said, Tottenham, then they've got Burnley, Southampton and West Brom. This is great. The last mm. three fixtures um, mm. in particular are, are absolutely great from 30... So 36, mm. 37, 38, great fixtures. Mm. Um, top of the tree is, at the moment, Crystal Palace. Um, oh, yeah. Hence Joe Ward in my team. Uh, Sheffield United, Southampton. they got Villa. And it turns a bit with Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, but nevertheless, you know, it t- factoring in the double game week. Overall, next last four. Liverpool, even, you know, they haven't even factored in the double game week here. But they've already got Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Crystal Palace. It's great. See a blue there. Everton, yeah, Calvert-Lewin have got, got West Ham and Villa in the double game week, but then Sheffield United and Wolves, and it takes a bit of a turn with Man City at the end. But you can probably, you know, cope with that. Um, Southampton, good fixtures. You know, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, so Liverpool tough, but then they've got Fulham and Leeds and then West Ham at the end. Um, and then, as you mentioned, Leeds there, Sheffield United, I'm just going to skip over. They've got great fixtures, by the way, but I don't know what we're going to get. Mm. We've, got, we've got a championship side who's just having a go. Um, even even Ramsdale, who like yeah. the one saving grace last year was Henderson. Yeah. Ramsdale, I just don't think is that great. No. The numbers back up, but no. if they do concede shots, he lets them in. There's just nothing there mm. really. So, so we've highlighted... he featured the bottom of the list of the goalkeeper that we just discussed yeah. earlier on. Definitely. It was there. Um, so we, so we've highlighted some of the teams to target for the season running, who coincidentally are also targets for the double game week. But then it's down the bottom. These are the players you want to be thinking of getting rid of. So Ian Acho, he's been lovely, hasn't he? But it's time to go, mate. You've had you've had your fun. He's got Newcastle, then it's Manchester United, no fixture, then Chelsea and Tottenham. Goodbye. I won't be. I will. I will be um, moving him on. Um, Brighton, Veltman's been great for me. Uh, Lewis Dunk's been great for others. Sanchez got Wolves next. Clean sheet potential, but then West Ham, City, and Arsenal. Um, you never know. They 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 can pull out a good performance. Here and there, but um, 
it's not a, a fixture run I would want to rely on. And you can see Chelsea, the fixtures turn as well. So I've got Alonso and Mendy. Um, I think for free hitters, this is why Chelsea are great for free hitters. Just the odd punt here and there, Havertz. Uh, Alonso, I don't think is going to get the minutes. Um, and Mendy, as we said, is not, um, you know, he's going to blank in 36. So he's got City and Arsenal in the double. And then they don't get much better. They've got Leicester and then Villa at the end. So last hurrah, maybe, at the end. Wolves, I mean, we don't know. Well, that that 4-0 drubbing by Burnley is just put everyone off, <laughs> really. Can't, can't be trusted. Newcastle have a terrible two fixtures. But get this, people. <laughs> Callum Wilson, captaincy, game week 37 against Sheffield United. Could be the move there. Um, at St Maximum, differential captain. Game week 37, Sheffield United. Then they play Fulham. So Newcastle against two down and out relegated sides um, could be could be quite quite handy. Um, Tottenham, they're still good. Still great fixtures there. So, um, mm. I mean, it pretty, uh, this table here just sums up what both of you have been saying about players to get in and um, especially for the double game week, really. So any, any thoughts, anyone? I mean, it's a shame Man City are um, destroying my team and uh, rotating so much in the Premier League because they're decent too. I think Mahrez yeah. has scored one, possibly another so far tonight. He's looking amazing recently. De Bruyne's numbers are good, but obviously not really playing. So I think we can possibly put them aside. You could punt on a Ferran Torres or something, but I don't know if that's... No, that feels like a second-tier option. So we've called them out a load of times. Liverpool, great fixtures. Leeds, West Ham, North Sheffield United, Everton. I think there's some very easy swaps there from like our Chelsea and Leicester, as we've mentioned. Ian Atchett to Antonio feels like the transfer pretty much everyone should be making. I might end up with Banford, Kane and Antonio rather than DCL. But if I had to build a team now for the end of the season, it's probably going to have, say, Melier, Dallas and Rafina. It's going to have Sufel or Cresswell, probably Sufel. Someone in the chat asked about replacing Fafana. I think Sufel's a nice, easy one for that. And then obviously your Antonio up front. Everton, DCL. Uh, Tottenham, you've got Kane, maybe Bell. We can squeeze in there now, although we probably want Salah from Liverpool. Uh, I think there's quite a nice little selection to build almost an 11, again, go back to the wildcarders, that really focuses on those teams that have got great fixtures left and maybe throw in a Fernandes there as well for fun or something. Okay, and um, well, Cameron, I've got, it's your turn to, to pick a differential, so I don't know whether that shapes your thoughts the next four. So um, Flapjack and FPL Prince both packs back Sigurdsson. We, we let um, Flapjack get away with that one. Um, so they mm. backed Sigurdsson recently. Karen, um who was it you picked recently? Ian Acho. Ian Acho, which is, yeah. I, think, I think, our greatest scout cast differential <laughs> pick all season, definitely. And I I've, think... I've, I've just seen who, who is 4.8% owned, so I'm, I won't say, but if you don't pick this pair, uh, so, so oh, Karen, who is the best low-owned low 5% or under gem for the next four matches? Who is I it? Think, I think I think Seb has done him, unless there are too many players with 4.8%. Um, I didn't have him um, uh, at the beginning of the scout class, but as uh, um, the video is going on, I thought, like, why not? Let's get him in. And it's Alexander Lacazette. Um really? If he is, uh, he's back in a training, and I believe he is should be fit for Thursday. Um, nice double game week, maverick pick for those who are on a free hit. Uh, I think they end the season with a couple of nice fixtures as well. And uh, if you fancy someone at eight for eight point four million, four point eight percent owned, who has Wissabrom, Chelsea, caveat to that they blank in thirty six. 
and then they end the season with the Crystal Palace and Brighton. So I just want to say like an Aguero, like a nostalgia pick, but uh, this time I'll, I'll leave it to Lacazette. Maybe uh, somebody else picked Aguero. <laughs> yeah. was, that, was that the one step that you had? I was going to say Antonio. Ooh. It was also oh, 4.8%. Wow. Now you're Isn't kicking yourself. <laughs> I, did not, I did not know Lacazette was 4.8. I, I didn't like know Antonio was 4.8. Only... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the, the only thing wow. that holds me back from Lacazette is when we were talking about maybe that change and how they're going to play. Mm. But to be fair, great shout. Got the double. So why wouldn't you go for someone doubling this week? Antonio, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. So much of a muchness. Mm. Pick, pick, him, pick him next week and you end up with two great yeah. differentials. Can we agree on a combo? Like, because both are 4.8%. You get Lacazette <laughs> now and then you draw Antonio. Yeah. And Antonio Lacazette is brother. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think both great picks. Antonio, um, yeah, 4.8. I, I will, Karen, Karen wow. picked pick Nacho, so I will, I will bow down to his okay. differential. Nah, it will not be as good as that. Uh, <laughs> I think Antonio will go on your record, Seb, there. Um, so that will nice be one. Yeah, Q, uh, used in evidence. Cue an injury. Um, in, in your favour there. But um, yeah, Karam's got Lacazette there. Um, let's move on to our transfer and captaincy plans. So we've already seen your team, so we'll put those up in a sec as well. So here's my lot at the moment. Um, so this is... So I've got Mendy, uh, Shaw, uh, Phillips, who may have a double game week. Alonso, he's the one that's going to go for me. He's going to be my transfer. Um, I've got 5.9, I think, to spend uh, Fernandez, my captain, if Liverpool haven't got a double. Lingard, Salah, who will be my captain if Liverpool do have a double. Jota, Son, Kane, Iheanacho. And then with my bench boost, which I'm going to enact, I'll have uh, Fraser Forster, who's going to play. Veltman, who's got Wolves. Uh, Joel Ward, who has Sheffield United and Southampton. And Chris Wood, um, who's just brilliant. <laughs> So I'm I'm happy with this is with in terms of bench boost for me it's now or never because Fraser mm. Foster's definitely playing the next two so I've got a bench boost goalkeeper Feltman has got Wolves and then his fixtures turn so this is Brighton defender now or never Chris Woods is brilliant whenever so that's fine and Joel Ward's fine for this week because he's got a double game week so mm. it's not like I would bench boost a Crystal Palace player in a single game week I would in a double game week um any changes if Liverpool haven't got a double game week I don't think that's really going to alter me apart from the captaincy to move to Salah because um, Phillips has still got Southampton at home so I'm still going to play him um, I guess you might end up with no Jota maybe I'd, yeah Jota could mm. go maybe I don't know but then if Liverpool don't have a double game week they will the next week so I want it's just a transfer I don't need to make, essentially. Um, Alonso is going to move to either Maguire or Coleman, Seamus Coleman. Mm. Um, I quite like the assist potential of Seamus Coleman, and I can't, I can't afford Luca Dean. I don't know if I want to spend that amount on Luca Dean, you know, for the rest mm. of the season running. Um, so th- that'll be the move I make there. It all depends on whether I want to think ahead a bit more, but I'm, I'm quite into playing the game week in front of me at the moment but with a slight mm. eye on the future. But I am thinking in my head in Acho to Antonio, and that may involve a hit, um, mm. which would indeed, which would solve my goalkeeper problem as well. So I would spend four points, I think, possibly down the line, but I might not. So mm. I'm a bit up in the air there. But yeah, looking at the game in front of me. Can, can I ask about one pick that you have in your team? And I imagine it's going to be a question for many mm. uh, about Jogo 
Jota. Yeah. So basically, when we saw the lineup at this Man United, he was not starting. And that raised a couple of questions. Is it something like he is tactically not fit to play against Man United and therefore, should the game grow to 36, you will not expect him to start as well against Man United because how, that's how club prepared to play against them, against them or it's just a rotation and one of the Salah, Mane and Jota might get his turn by, by that time. So as an owner, would you still be keen to keep him until 36 or you will look somewhere else, assuming Liverpool gets a double and Man United okay, goes to 36? Yeah. So, so, so basically, so, whatever, say, yeah. say Liverpool get a double game week 35, I'll keep Jota. Um, yeah, um, makes sense. Moving him to someone else if he's if he then got a double game week 36 because being why Jota's one of those players where if he doesn't start it doesn't bother me so much he can score a brace in the last 20 minutes coming mm. off the bench he can be an impact sub so that doesn't bother me as such with him it's a question of if he has the double in 35 what would I do with him in 36 because he's just playing Manchester United and we know because mm. we've had a sneak preview of the team sheet that Klopp's not too keen on playing Jota then then he could move and then I could be looking, say, if Rafinha is fit um, or looking to free up some funds. Maybe, I don't know. It's something It's something because I'm looking at the game week ahead of me and so 36, it, I have options there, I think. Could you do Jota to Rafinha and Alonso to Alexander-Arnold? Oh, yeah, if I can. I quite, I quite yeah. like that. I mean, wh- whether they double or not, I don't know because then you'd get Alexander-Arnold rather than Jota. I feel like... Trent is missing from this team. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, you've got three Liverpool players. You don't want to break it too much. And that also then leaves you, you might have to take a minus four to do it optimally. But the Ianacho to Antonio is then the next transfer. So I feel like that's a decent route. So, with my wild card a few weeks ago, um, I've been really pleased with it. There's lots of green arrows and gone right up the ranks. Had the likes of Chris Wood and etc. Oh, it's pushed you to like that's close to 100k bit, or something. But the bad bit is exactly what you said there. The Alexander-Arnold mm. was a glaring omission there because he has remained a player I always want every game week. Um, so yes, I would move Jota um, and someone else to get Alexander-Arnold in for the duration and just leave it at that. Yes, I think that's worth of a hit. I think I'm, I'm I, I think I'm going to take a hit at some point on 36 probably maybe even 37 to just settle me in to the to the season running just to to boost my West Ham to maybe get the likes of Alexander Arnold maybe boost my Leeds quota um, and that'll sort of settle me in <laughs> like being like being tucked in <laughs> uh, I've been tucked in for the for the season running um, but yeah I think that's I think, I think that's a good suggestion there um, let's Move on to just just to clarify again because we've already talked to uh, uh, looked at Karen and Seb's free hit team. So, um, Karen, as we've been talking, um, yeah. we've already gone through your team. But have you, has have there been any thoughts about changes? You know, assuming Liverpool go to get a double. Uh, yeah, I mean that was a fruitful scoutcast and mm-hmm. made me think of Good. some couple of changes. Um, certainly the moves that we talked about to be more maverick to be selecting players who will not go and certainly Lacazette was uh, was the main guy who's coming strongly in, in, in the equation that would require some changes but if Zaha is out I might have to go for some other ways to fund Lacazette up top and go for a 4-3-3 um, 
other than that, I th- I still like the the mania pick, um, and I think the bat line sort of picked themselves. Uh, the Dinia to Coleman, I don't know if I have to do, to do that, but uh, it it just um, start a bit. That oh, I might do that. I might consider it because he's he's a good option. Um, goalkeeping is still up in the air as well. And uh, lastly, is about the captaincy. Um, now, assuming that Fernandez and Salah might be the most popular picks, I might enhance it with like additional uh, brave decision and go for a Mane or a DCL. Mm. Uh, one of those two. I think the fact that I need something different from the free hit and I need to climb to to me 350k or 150k are the same if they are not 100k. So I feel there is a big opportunity, especially with Mane. Uh, he's the one that might... He's not a bad player. He had a poor season, but he's not a bad player. And against a potential double game week in Southampton and West Brom, he could be the one uh, I might go for. Okay. Uh, other than that, I think the team is, is settled. Uh, I think there are a couple of players that I am missing from the template, especially Kane and, um, and Son the Spurs assets uh, was a, a good argument from Seb that there might be an argument, a valid point to keep at least one of them. Yeah. And um, lastly, I have a feeling that Vardy is going to do well because I'm going to ship him out of my free head team. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but yeah, yeah I, I quite like where I am now. Okay. Uh, but I still think I'm, I'm a bit far from being ready to, uh, to go for this game week. But yeah. Okay, no, well, that's good. It's good we can give them some ideas yeah. there. And Seb, I'll put your team up as well. So, you know, as we've been, you know, talking for the last hour and a half or so, have you sort of, have there been any changes you thought of? Any other players you might consider? So I've just been messing around with it now. So let me run you through what I've okay. got. Very much work in progress, but trying to, trying to capture some of the things we've been talking about. And also, can I do Salah and Mane? and Alexander Arnold and fun things like that. So this obviously now assumes my previous one, the one on screen is say Liverpool don't have a double. I'd probably still make a few changes that we spoke about probably about an hour ago now. Um, so this is with Liverpool doubling and a favourable double at, double at that. Henderson in goal with Forster on the bench. Coleman, Alexander Arnold and Luke Shaw at the back. Salah, Fernandez, Mane and Gareth Bale in midfield. Calvert-Lewin, Ian Acho and Watkins up front. Mm which would leave Smith-Rowe on the bench, I mentioned Forster, and a defender who is 3.9, 3.8, my math is wrong, 3.8 million. So possibly a non-playing defender, but for one week on every hit, that's fine. If I could make that work, I'd have to have a look at it. I think that's relatively impressive. You get both Mane and Salah, mm. miss out on some Crystal Palace yeah. attack, got Fernandes in there, got Bale for that single game week versus Leeds punt, Watkins and Cavalier, which we know I want to do. Ian Atchow up there as well. Strong defence, Henderson and goal. I think that could work. And it has that, you know, you mentioned there, Karim, if Salah and Mane both have those attractive doubles, I think that's really quite a nice differential that most people only have one of those, if that. No, good. It's good. That's That, that sounds good. And I do like that Salah-Mane Salah, Mane double up. Um because it is so different, and it, and sometimes you have to think as if you're free hitting, you know, what 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 difference can you make that that you know players like me who haven't got a free hit or doing something else just just won't do or can't do, um, and you know we're not going to be getting Salah and Mane, and 
they could do really well in a double game week. Um, so I think that's good to hear. Just a final point. Um, uh, Historia Films Kenya, one of my favourite posters, of is course, in the live chat. <laughs> gives uh, uh, us uh, give us an optimistic advice to help us keep on going after horrendous game week in brackets twenty one points. Um, should we just uh, do any transfers, any crazy transfers uh, to spice it up? Well, my advice is um, don't just just be keep calm. Have a look at your team. If it is horrendous, make some transfers, but. Have a listen back, um, you know, do a bit of research and just, just think of some of those players we're thinking for the season running. Think of it this way. You've got a mini little run coming up. Four game weeks. There's double game weeks there somewhere. Um, and yeah. Just don't panic about it. And if you've got the likes of Vardy and Acho, who, uh, um, you know, Fernandes, you've got the key players, Alexander-Arnold, you've got the key players coming up. Um, so stick with that and take some, take some punts on some of those other players. I don't know, you know, Pereira, Seamus Coleman, some of these more differential players, Mane, Salah, double up. Um, But don't do anything too crazy, but just stick to the old, you know, tried and tested players that are well-owned and will do well. Get rid of the well-owned players that won't do well and get some nice differentials in, like Antonio and Lacazette, 4.8%. So um, good luck. Story. I, I, I was going to say if I if I could to extend that as well. Mm. That's only talking about obviously this game week. But you know I've had a, a relatively poor season, especially after such a good one last year. But the way to look at it now, I think, or the way I'm trying to look at it is like Karam said there. You know, rank's gone. Don't worry about it. I've lost my money league, which is what I really care about. Mm. This is now next season. I'm playing next season now. I'm I don't know refining whatever I've done wrong practicing some strategy mm. we've got a free hit a wild card maybe a nice little run of fixtures coming up you can start implementing what you want to change next season now start yeah, acting on it and prepare prepare as, for next as a pre-season i like the analogy as a pre-season yeah. for the next one yeah if i if, um, you know if i if i can beat you three people in my mini league in the next three or four games i feel good about what i'm doing next year if i can't i know i'm still doing something wrong that i've been doing wrong do all year. That's, a, that's a really yeah. good point so i mean the last few scout casts i've gone about unfashionable players there's a reason behind that is because I'm sort of planning for next year as well. I've highlighted um, what I think is a flaw in I play that, that that I've just dismissed players for for whatever reason, not logical reasons. Like some people dismiss Lingard, some I some people would dismiss say Chris Wood. Um, you know these yeah. players. So I've started to sort of look at those sorts of players. And so when I hear or you know other you know you know other FPL managers talking and they say oh you know I'm not going to get so and so and I think well why aren't you getting so and so and actually they've got really good stats and I'm looking at them on the table and I'm thinking why are we ignoring and that's why you know I sort of went to an extension of that by talking about Dwight Gale a couple of weeks ago nevertheless he did get an attacking return the following week um, but but that's an example of that so the likes of the Newcastle strikers and some of the more unfashionable picks do have a look at them. That's just my way of looking at it. But other people will have just have a think of you know how to improve the game because that's what we're all about, really. Trying to trying to get a bit, bit better at it. Yeah. Uh, can I add another note? Because uh, I, I think this this game it was very special in in terms of what happened, and a lot of people have had a poor game week. I just want to say if if you had already a clear plan and it was disrupted by the fact or by the postponement of that game, I don't think it's worth changing. It, it can get to to us emotionally, but that does not mean that you have to change anything. 
there was absolutely no way to predict that or to control what was going to happen. And I know a lot of managers are already loaded mm -hmm. yeah. for five players from these two teams. Five assets, losing five assets with a poor bench is more than enough to have a poor game week. So if you had a poor game week, just as a result of that postponement, I, I wouldn't panic too much because if you look at the players who, who missed out that game week, they are really highly owned in every category. Fernandez, 55%, Salah, 35%, Jota, uh, uh, around 20%, I believe. So really, really highly owned. Um, and it, it hit a lot of managers in your tier as well. The good news then, you will have a double game week. So yeah. it's it's good to rectify that. I, I sold Fernandez. I was extremely, extremely lucky to sell Fernandez for, for Bell. But then I have another opportunity to buy him back. So just an, a small example, if you don't have Salah, you don't have Fernandez, the, the positive side of it that you might have a chance to buy them and cover yourself or get to up to speed to where you want with your team. So that's that's two cents that I have on this. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. You know, on that, I, I reckon, I haven't checked this, so maybe I'm wrong, but I reckon the person who wins it this year will have played that Salah Fernandez Bailson Kane game the best. There seems to have been three, four points this season where mm. making that switch, if you've got it right, and it hasn't been random, it has been relatively predictable, yeah. has really yielded a lot of points. So I'd be interested to see how that falls at the end of the season for the people who really end up high up. And and good news, a fitting ending, Historia Films, Kenya's got back. Thank you so much, lads. And they're going to be dancing in the streets of Historia Films, Kenya. <laughs> so I'm absolutely delighted with that. Um, but uh, before we go, I just want to remind people about the members area. That's where we've got all those lovely stats, all opta-driven stats there. Um, lots of data to have a look at there. Um, and of course, there's the gold imminent table that I've mentioned one or two times. Um, do check that out. If you have liked this episode, do press like. Um, and uh, also remember to subscribe on our YouTube channel, but also wherever you get your podcast from. But in the meantime, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And good night from me. Goodbye all.